BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Philly, Bird Gang, yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that Bird Gang energy. Bird they trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. It's fourth and John. Ooh, we, yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all Bird Gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, birds. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Time there's a whole game tailgate. We lit Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season, what that ass look. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen, want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green, the feathers on the helmet, bruh, hearts indebted. Fly, Eagles, fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? from the beautiful new media studios right outside of Philadelphia. Welcome to the, fuck, I don't know, the fucking Wentz Apocalypse or the Palooza edition of the 4th and John podcast. And let me preface this introduction by, by just saying this. 
Earlier uh, in L.A., Gail and I decided that we were going to let Evan and Mike and Trox take this podcast, take the reins, win or lose, good or bad. But after what happened on Sunday with Carson Wentz going down and winning the NFC Championship game, we realized that this was a historic moment in Philadelphia franchise history. We still look back and we talk about Randall Cunningham going down, when Buddy Ryan and that gangrene defense, what that was supposed to be our year. We still talk about when Donovan McNabb went down against the Cardinals and still threw all those touchdown passes and led his team to victory. Uh, and, and the famous quote came out that the general is shot and we have to rally the troops. Listen, guys, I, I, want, I want to preface it by saying this. We... God damn it. Like, shit. Fuck. It, 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 this is so, t- this is going to be a, a, an incredibly tough show for me to do. Like, less than 24 hours ago, I was sitting in a tattoo parlor in, uh, in Venice Beach, getting tattooed for five hours straight from there uh, to LAX for Red Eye Home. I beg, I ask, I beg of you for your patience uh, and your understanding as I stumble through this introduction. I felt like it was my obligation as uh, the head of this show, uh, and it was my job, whatever that job that might be, to come out and speak on it and also uh, allow you, the Eagles fans, and uh, supporters of the show to you know, give you guys a voice. And if you're expecting me to come on this air, listen... Please be be patient right now. Be patient and be understanding. Um, because if you guys are expecting me to come out right now and be the voice of positivity and put my arm around your shoulder and tap you guys on the back and let you know that everything's going to be okay, uh, you're wrong. We've been pre-programmed during this season, and rightfully so, uh, to believe what normally is cliche, what normally is re- rhetoric by teams. Um, next man up, <laughs> next man up, next man up. And they've proven it, whether it be Jason Peters, whether it be Jordan Hicks, whether it be Darren Sproles, uh, next man up. You simply can't next man up Carson Wentz. This is a guy who was an MVP candidate who broke the record for the most touchdown passes thrown in Eagles history, a record that Norm Van Brocklin or Billy Penn or whoever the fuck said it so many years ago. Um you can't next man up Carson Wentz. Just like you can't next man up Deshaun Watson with Tom Savage. Just like you can't next man up um, Aaron Rodgers. Just like you can't next man up, and, and, and probably most uh, appropriately, you can't next man up uh, Derek Carr with the Oakland Raiders when they were getting ready to make a Super Bowl run when they were the hot team with whoever the fuck was their backup. So if you're expecting me to tap you on the back and say that everything's okay, you're wrong. But counterpoint, if you're expecting me to sit here and, and, and preach doom and gloom, if you're expecting me to sit here and say that this season is over, if you're expecting me to say that this team with Nick Foles under center isn't capable of making an epic, historic run to the Super Bowl, you are also wrong. When I take a look at the backups around the rest of the league, uh... I wouldn't have anybody else but Nick Foles as my quarterback. 
And the reality is, what are we asking him to do? We're asking him to win three games. Because I have, I have, uh, I've had no time to unpack my bags, let alone collect my thoughts, as this intro is is, is clearly is clearly uh, uh, showing. Fuck! I, I apologize, guys. I, I, I uh, you're tired and you're hurt, man. I understand. I, I'm, We're I'm, all hurting, I'm, man. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired and I'm hurting. Um, I'm not ready to give up on this season. This team is not ready to give up on the season. It, it is. It is a. It is a devastating blow that I understand a lot of Eagles fans are having trouble getting over right now. We have put so much stock into this team. We have put so much belief into this team that this this train is not. Is not ending quite yet. We're not ready to give up. The bell hasn't rung. We can still make this happen with Nick Foles. We're asking him to win three games. This is the point I was trying to make. We're asking him to win three games. Because uh, uh, from, from what I've seen, and again, I'm, I'm still collecting my thoughts, from what I've seen, we need to win one more game against the New York Giants to get that first round by, correct? Correct. Correct. So after you get the first round by, you got two games in the playoffs, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, you just yeah. after that, if you do that, you need to win one more game, you get home field advantage. Yeah, we're we're asking Nick Foles to win three games. That is not an impossibility. And right now the Eagles are in a position where number eleven has uplifted the rest of this team. All right. We are now asking the rest of this team to uplift the quarterback position. It can still happen. Eagles fans, I understand your frustration. I understand the desperation. I understand the disappointment. I'm right there with you. Uh, do not give up. This train is still rolling. I apologize for the intro, guys. I, I really, I really made the uh, the best effort to get in here and um, you know, try, you know, try to speak on it. But as you know, as, as the uh, the red eye home and lack of sleep and just overall thinking about Wentz is is going through my mind. I'm I'm I am sincerely I sincerely apologize because I'm struggling right now. So Mike, why don't you go ahead and take it? All right, boys and girls. I mean, it was a uh, it was a uh, overall besides the Wentz part, it was a hell of a game. It, it was back and forth the whole way, pretty much from game to end. I mean, it was 14-7 in the first quarter, 10-7 in the second quarter. I mean, it was just back and forth. People, The offense was scoring points the whole game. And the one thing, our defense sucked. I, I, I'm just being point blank, especially our secondary. They were Me and Trox were talking about this before the show, that the secondary was just being absolute trash. I mean, I'm just glad we got the W. We didn't even mention we're MC East champions in the show yet. I mean, that's one positive to look at. We have Nick Foles in the helm, probably one of the best backup quarterbacks you can ask in the NFL. I mean, I found this stat earlier, and I thought it was really interesting. So, Foles, we're going to be facing the Giants, Raiders, and Cowboys the next three games, right? Foles' career has completed 63% of his passes with 15 touchdowns, three interceptions, and a 105.9 quarterback rating. I mean, I have hope. Obviously, he's not Wentz. Our season's not over. But uh, this game literally cost us an arm and a leg, and then some. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suck. I'm not saying Foles is going to get the job done and get us to the Super Bowl. It's just going to be a harder road to come by to try to get to that spot in the Super Bowl. After, after the Eagles beat the Carolina Panthers, I thought it was not only a possibility. I really thought it was a probability that the Eagles were going to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Barring four- one thing. Barring one thing, and that was literally the worst thing that could have happened. With Foles under under center, I I don't 
I don't want to say it's it, it, it's a probability anymore, but it certainly is a possibility. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, this the rest of this team needs to uplift the quarterback position. I'm going to need the defensive line to play like their asses are on fire, like somebody dunked their asses in gasoline, lit the fuse, and get after the quarterback. I'm going to need the defensive backs to start creating turnovers, to glue themselves to any and all ride receivers and start creating turnovers. I'm going to need the linebackers who are already playing above their level to continue to play. I'm going to need more. I'm going to need that offensive line to protect Nick Foles like it's their baby back there and somebody's trying to steal their fucking baby. I'm going to need the running backs, despite how many or how few carries they get, to run the rock like there's a pack of rabid wolves chasing them. I'm going to need the wide receivers to, uh, to, 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 to make every single catch like they were doing against the Rams, miraculous catches. This team is going to have to uplift the quarterback position because there is a drastic fall-off from, from Carson Wentz to Nick Foles. All right. The next man up thing, yeah, I, I mean, it's cliche, and the Eagles have done it all season, but you can't next man up Carson Wentz. He's not going to be able to escape the pocket and extend the plays quite like Carson Wentz can do. He's not going to be able to sling it quite like Carson Wentz can do. He's going to have to play within the system and within the plays that are called. And that's where Doug Peterson, too, during, uh, I believe it was yesterday's press conference, said he has to step it up as well and play a better, you know, call, call a better game. It's not impossible. Don't doom and gloom this thing. If you want to jump off the bandwagon right now, this train's rolling with or without you. So you can you go ahead, jump off the bandwagon. But this team's moving forward. Because if you take a look at the way this team celebrated that NFC East championship in the end zone, if you look at how they celebrated it and what they said post-game, you can't go to a guy like Malcolm Jenkins and say, yo, Carson Wentz is out, your season's over. You can't go to a guy like Fletcher Cox and say, sorry, man, it's a wrap, your season's over. You can't go to a guy like Lane Johnson or Corey Clement or Alshon Jeffrey or any of those guys. Those guys have had the, you know, we said last week that this was going to be an example of character for this team to bounce back from adversity, and they did exactly that. They played a very good team in the Rams, and they put up 40-plus points on them. All right? They believe in each other. Now it's important that those bonds become even tighter. The margin for error right now is so slim that – you don't have one. You don't have a margin to error, margin of error. Uh, when you were in L.A., when were you first concerned about Wentz? Like, when did you start, like, um, I would say, start feeling really worried what was going on with Wentz since you were in the stadium? What was the vibe over there, um, honestly? The, the, the vibe was, I, w- I would say, a little strange because I don't think people really realized what was going on. I, I shot a video and put it up on Twitter where everyone was celebrating, you know, after Brandon Graham scored that touchdown, everyone celebrating, and I just couldn't. I mean, it was the most depressing win I've ever gone through in my life. Here we are supposed to be celebrating an NFC Championship game. or I'm sorry, an, an, an NFC East Championship. We're supposed to be celebrating the fact that we beat a good team in the Rams. We're supposed to be celebrating the fact that this team bounced back. We're supposed to be celebrating the fact that this team beat a good team and finally proved that, hey, listen, good team, bad team, we're playing the people in front of us, that Seattle wasn't necessarily what you should judge this team off of. Um, and I just couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I know Gail is on the phone right now. Where's Gail at? Why don't we throw Gail up? Gail, buddy, I miss you more than you know. Uh, <laughs> I know that intro was absolutely shit. I had uh, a vague idea of what I wanted to talk about, and I completely flubbed it. I apologize to you, man. So maybe you can pick me up a little bit, bro. What's going on there, guys? Yeah, what's Are up? you feeling team dead inside, man? Uh, a little team dead inside. I mean, like, I've been... You know, it's a world of emotions, man. I remember when, uh, you know, after the game, just randomly, 
you know, the group, like, kind of dispersed after the, the game. And, like, you know, I met up with E later on. And randomly, I just come across Football Kelly walking this, the Santa Monica Pier. And seeing her, like, depressed, almost tears in her eyes. And it was like, then I, I bumped into E at a Bubba Gump shrimp. <laughs> drowning, drowning my sorrows in a big bucket <laughs> of fried shrimp. And we're sitting there, like, going over, like, scenarios of, like, what, the, what, what, like, if we were coaches, what would we be doing right now? And Mama Rock is there uh, <laughs> with us. Um, and it was just, like, we were all kind of stunned. Uh, I think in, now that, you know, as days has passed, we're all trying to, like, figure out what has just uh, transpired. Uh, but I, I, I caught a little bit of what you're saying in the beginning. I, I, you know, there's I don't think, the I don't team know, right now that's... I don't think anybody caught that, what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, this team, it's like, uh, you know, that line from... Um, you got to rally around the troop uh, with a pocket full of shells. You know what I mean? This, this team has to rally around foals and fight. You know, mm-hmm. like if you know, for for this team to go anywhere, everyone has to step their game up another level. Whether it be the run game, the defense, um, the offensive line, uh, and Nick Foles, um, and I think the coaches also have to step their game planning around Foles coming up with the perfect plan to keep uh, uh, Foles um, upright. You know what I mean? Because uh, we've seen we've seen Foles and. Past years, when he looks like empty hammer in the pocket with those happy feet, that's the foals we don't want to see. Um, but you know, obviously, we're all we're all trying to figure out what to do. I, I you know, I, I saw the Twitter TL last couple of days didn't really chime in. Kind of like trying to figure out where I, I stood, and I just feel like you know, you know, I'm not going to gas Nick Foles up to be the player that you know. You know, I'm, I'm just hoping. I'm just looking for a serviceable Nick Foles. Right. If you get a serviceable Nick Foles, you can win us a couple games, uh, and uh, that's what we need, man. I mean, you can't you can't ask too much of Nick Foles. You can't ask him to be Carson Wentz. If you go back and I started I started watching some of Carson Wentz once his touchdowns just to see. Oh man, I was getting a little getting a little sad there, but I. Mean, Look at some of the plays that he made off of his athleticism and mobility. Right. So uh, you can't replace Carson Wentz, but you know he, he's an experienced quarterback. He's been there and he's done that. Uh, but it's just uh, they just got to have a, a perfect game plan moving forward. Yeah, like like I said, the 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 margin of error is is slow, so slim moving forward. And Carson Wentz could, you know, he really elevated the play. When you take a look at a guy like Nelson Aguilar, when you take a look at a guy like, you know, even the defense, you see all these, you know, Showtime NFL films where the defense is, is mic'd up and they're talking about Carson Wentz, or you see post-game interviews posted by PhiladelphiaEagles.com, and they're talking to, you know, the defensive players are talking about the leadership and how they're, you know, they're inspired by, you know, number 11. It's going to be incumbent on this team now to lift the play of the quarterback, to have to help support the quarterback. It's a very Case Keenum-ish uh, scenario like they had in Minnesota. Now, granted, Nick Foles isn't in, you know, Case Keenum from an athletic ability standpoint. But they, you know, you know, they, they certainly have to tailor the game plan around you know, what the situation that they're currently in. And honestly, they're built, they're built like that. 
they're built to have a strong mm-hmm. running game. Mm-hmm. Like where we were all, you know, crying for, you know, uh, uh, Doug Peterson to call run plays during that game. You know, now he has to. He has to call those run plays. He has to call, you know, you know, a, a, a very strategic game plan. Uh, and, and the defensive line is built to get after the quarterback. You know, you got your full complement of defensive backs there. They have to play not only to the level that they've been playing at. They got to. They got to. Everybody's got to give a little bit extra, right, Gail? Yeah, uh, and I think when you talk about giving extra, I think it's the uh, the magnifying glass goes on JGI. And it, during the game, I was I was just like, dude, like JGI is ripping off these runs. I, I don't understand why they're not giving him any more touches. And it's like it's like and I was thinking, is it is it is is it, is blocking? Is it does he not know some of these plays, why he's not in there? But I think this is where you have to, like, get back to basics. Um, uh, let J.J. be sort of your workhorse and maybe start him off of the game. Um, I mean, J.J., he, he, was, he was running pretty damn tough. Um, yeah. And if, if, we, if, we don't, if we don't, like, if we just gave it to the running back down by the goal line, we wouldn't have been in the situation. You know, like it yeah. is what it is, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, when I don't, you're a first, I don't, I don't want to go line on the rock, dude. Yeah, I, hear, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to blame Doug Peterson for you know Carson Wentz's injury and, and and calling that play. It was just one of those unfortunate situations where they got him at the right angle. I mean, he, he that was a touchdown, you mm-hmm. know, except for the hold. But they got they got him at the right angle, and it's just one of those things. Like, look, that's that's unfortunately going to happen. It's football. You won't see that with with. Uh, with Foles now, though, you no. won't you won't see those type of runs with Foles now. So you know it's, it's more of a gallop. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's, he, he he has that he has that, that giraffe type gallop. Yeah. <laughs> but you and yeah. I were you and I were chatting probably three in the morning as we got little to no sleep in the hotel room. You know, yeah, after yeah. Wentz went down, and you kind of rolled over in the other bed, and you're like, "What, dude? What what are you doing?" And I'm already sitting there making Nick Foles memes, and you're like, "All we have to do is ask this guy to win three games." Mm-hmm. Win, win against the yeah. Giants, get that first round by, and then it's two games in the playoffs. You're in the you're in the Super Bowl. It's not an impossibility. It's not an impossibility. We have to keep the faith. This thing's moving forward, with or without Carson Wentz, with or without the fans that want to be involved with this or not. And we and we have to keep, just keep keep pushing, man. I mean, obviously, we'd love to have Carson Wentz uh, under center, but you know, like at the end of the day, when all teams start the, the season all you want is a chance you want an opportunity to get in the playoffs anything can happen in the playoffs um you know I, i've seen a lot of fans like really um i don't know if the defeatist attitude or like i don't i don't like i, I just i'm just not like built like that like I, i'm i'm always like i try to see the the good in things and i'm not gonna like you know lie to myself at the end of the day but i, I also feel like there's a lot of pieces in place that you know it's this isn't you know this isn't an op- this isn't a time to like back down it by any means like this is an opportunity like you still got a shot you're already you're already locked into the playoffs now you get this extra win you know it's all it's and you're you're at home and like, what's Doug's, Doug Peterson's record at home right now it's like 12 and 2 right um so I mean, if they get that first, that uh, the number one seed, everything's going through Philadelphia. Yeah. So, 
Okay, how you feeling, man? I know you took the red eye back to Newark uh, just as I did. And uh, how, you, how you feeling, man? <laughs> oh, dude, I am like, like I'm, I'm literally dead. <laughs> I had two hours of sleep. I went from the airport straight to work. Um, you had to work right after. Yeah, I went right to work. Holy and, uh, shit! I was actually falling asleep at my desk. Mm. <laughs> so productive day. Don't worry, don't worry, man. Like, I was falling I, asleep at the mic. <laughs> I was like, yo, I can make it. I think I can make it tonight. I was like, dude, if I if I got in that car, I'd probably I wouldn't think drive off the side of the road. But all right, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let you go, man. Because if you saw the phone board sitting from the seat that you normally in, you would. Uh, I mean, it is absolutely stacked with Eagles fans that want to talk. So we appreciate it, brother, man. We, we we will definitely catch you next week. Ev, I know I know you had something you wanted to speak on. Yeah, no, I just uh, I just want to tell all the people that uh, maybe recently moved to the Philadelphia area. Welcome to Philadelphia. This is uh, this is the type of shit that happens here, and uh, th- this is what goes on. Uh, last week, I opened the show up uh, after the um, after the loss, saying the sky is not falling. After the game, I looked up, and it was certainly a lot closer. Mm. Um, going from Carson Wentz to Nick Foles is like going from filet mignon for dinner to Skittles. It just <laughs> it just doesn't compare. I mean, Skittles are awesome and all, but like yeah. it's not filet. Mm. Um, you know, it, I, I've never been a part of something that's so bizarre as to the Eagles winning the NFC. Chan- uh, I'm sorry, NFC East, and um, just the overall vibe around the town of just uh, a lack of hope that's going on. But if there's one thing, if there's one glimmering silver lining, it's that what's the the one thing that we like about Doug P is all these players play for him. Right, he is a player's coach, and I really do have faith in the heart of this team. I think that they love to play for Doug, I, but I think that this I think this defense is going to have to play at a historic level, and Doug Peterson is going to have to get really tricky with his play calling, mm-hmm. uh, as far as his run packages, his uh, the plays he's going to use for Foles, because he can't be with when when he had Carson Wentz in the game, he knew that Carson Wentz can control the game. He knew that he can trust him to get the play done. Nick Foles, he can't have that same trust in him, so. He's got to get tricky, but I believe I, I have faith in this team and this coach that they're going to uh, that they're going to rally up and put in a hell of a fight. Hopefully, it's enough. And, and, that's, and at the end, that's all you really can have. Yeah. I mean, the situation is what it is. I'm not ready to pack it up. Yeah. We've invested way too much in this team. We've invested way too much in this uh, season. We've we've believed. Mm-hmm. We've bled green. We've enjoyed so many highs mm-hmm. that I'm not ready to get off of this train yet. And I know somebody who's probably not ready to get off of this train is our buddy, the Zomster, who's on next with Fourth and John. Zomp, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, E man? What's up, everybody? Is everybody all right? How you doing, I know right? you guys are shot. We're alive, man. Shot. I know everybody. Yeah, it was it was it was, yeah, a, it, was a, it was a little bit uh, a rough go at it in the beginning, but uh, how you how you feeling, man? Yeah, you know, I mean, you guys basically touched on it. I mean, uh, it's bittersweet. But you know, it, feel, it just feels it just feels all wrong. Like you know, I'm sitting here listening to you guys, and you guys are just taking everything I got to say because you know <laughs> we all feel the same way. Yeah, we all fe- we all feel the same way. It sucks, and um, you know, car car. You know, the one guy you couldn't lose was Carson, and 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 a part of me is like I'm listening to you guys now, and I'm just like, I wish that we're never gonna know. You know, this year we're never gonna know what could have happened. You know what I mean? Like. I, I feel like losing with Carson Wentz, like if, if Carson Wentz never got hurt, 
and Carson Wentz and we, and we lost, let's say, in the divisional round, the NFC Championship game, at least we know. Now with Foles, it's like you lose and you say to yourself, what could have been? Mm-hmm. It's like the girl that got away. You know what I mean? Now, yeah, no, that's even more right. depressing. You got to keep asking yourself questions now, and it's just annoying. You know, it's like I, I think I could, I could swallow, I could swallow a loss better if Wentz was here than not here. If you know what I'm trying to say. No, I, I, I agree with you 100. percent It's just like going back to that Randall game, that whole that whole entire season, first game of the year. And we're expected to go to Super Bowl. I mean, it is an, it is an expectation. Randall goes down with a knee injury like like day one, week one. And, the, and, and you always wonder, to this day, we still talk about it, what would have happened if Randall stayed healthy that entire season. That's an excellent point, Zom. But, you know, I, I, I completely agree with you. We'll, we'll forever now look at this and wonder, could you know, what, what could have been. But my hopes is that, this team rallies around Nick Foles. You know, we get a little Dick Vermeil crying action going, this team will rally around Nick Foles. <laughs> and that, you know, this team uplifts the quarterback position and they pull off the miracle. I mean, we've seen this team bond together week in, week out. And, uh, you know, we're going to need a little bit more from every single person. This sucks more than anything that has ever sucked before. I mean, Go ahead, I, mean absolutely, I agree with you. You know, I don't want to... I don't want to waste any of the time, but I just want to share something with you guys. Is mm-hmm. that I know you probably heard this, maybe you didn't hear it, or I know Ray Didinger said it, I think, on Monday or whatever, but being that I live in New York, you know, all my family members are unfortunately New York Giant fans, but my father-in-law, who's a New York Giant fan, you know, he called me up, and he knows I'm a diehard fan, you know, he felt bad, but he goes, you know, and I'm sure, like I said, you heard the story, but like I said, uh, he said 1990, I think they were 10-3, and three, the New York Giants, 10-3, and three, something like that, they were at home. Phil Simms, the quarterback, broke his foot. Here comes Jeff Hostetler, bum, a guy who was about to retire. And I think Nick Foles is a little better than Jeff Hostetler. And I understand this is a new era. I understand we don't have Lawrence Taylor in that defense. Sure. But for me to tell you this, because I, I know I come off as a negative fan, but there's always hope, man. And this is Philadelphia. You know, the whole with me, Rocky Balboa stuff. <laughs> I didn't hear no bell yet. I, I didn't hear no bell yet. yet. So let's go fucking birds, baby. Let's go birds, baby. Right? I love it, man. Thanks. Zom, Zom thanks for calling in, buddy. We're going to go to uh, Harmon from Vancouver next. Uh, you are on with 4th and John. What's happening, buddy? How you feeling after winning the NFC East? Hey, great. But, you know, yeah. dealing with this it's, aftermath. It's not the same. It's not the same feeling But, you know what? Like I said, I'm listening to you guys, and I want you to guys I keep your heads up, man. I don't want to hear you guys be too negative. I know it sucks. I know it's... I'm all the way up in here in Vancouver, but I feel Philly every day. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a little painful process, and like you said, it's only a few games we got to win. And I actually, unlike a lot of people, like you were saying, there's a lot of people really down, but I actually do have a lot of faith in what Foles can do. He's been there. We were all there. We all saw what happened in, against the Saints in the MC, the wild card game. Mm-hmm. Sure, we came off in the wrong end of the game, but he's been there. He's got that experience, I think, just a little bit. Um, sure, after that, he didn't have much playing time, but... He knows his role. He even said it. He's like, I'm ready for the challenge. This is why I'm here. Um, and like you, all, like you said even before, man, everyone on this team has got to step up. Uh, the, the part of this team right now that's kind of frustrated me the last few games has been our defense, especially the secondary. Um, D-line's still doing our thing. Our run D's still doing our good thing. Uh, it's a secondary that's kind of pissing me off the last few games. And we all know in the playoffs we're not facing no Chicago Bears and stuff. It's going to be good teams who are going to want to run on us and probably throw hard on us. So, I'm not worried too much, man. I know it sucks, but 
like I even said with you guys a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago when Jason Peters was out, he's there with the team. He's not sitting at home. He's probably going to be on the sidelines, Carson is. He'll be there for emotional support. He'll be there to make sure that no one makes a mistake. And now, you know, everyone's also worried about Nick Foles, how he's going to adjust. It's, it's up to the, the play calling as well. Like you guys said, he's the exact opposite of <laughs> what uh, Wentz is, right? He's a pocket guy at best. He's not going to move around. So adjustments got to be made. Like I think it was Mike who was saying, get a guy in there. Use the guy as much as possible. Use Clement as much as possible. Everything, I th- honestly, man, I think just everyone needs to just chill out. I think everything's going to be all right. Like you said, three games isn't as hard as it seems. Mm. It comes down to the first few games coming up. Now, I want to see how they do against Giants and then the Raiders. Take the, take the fucking L against Dallas if you have to. You know, rest everyone up. Who cares? Exactly. Be prepared for the first home game in January. Simple as that. Harmon, we appreciate it, man. And, 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 he, and he brought up, like, Nick Foles and the fact that he's been there. And, and, and some of that's true. I mean, he did lead the team to the, the, the first round of the playoffs mm-hmm. against the New Orleans Saints. Um, he did do that. Nick Foles under Chip Kelly, but we all knew that that Chip Kelly system was doomed. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hindsight. It was at, a fraud. At, at, at the time, we were all hopeful and we expected to win that game. But in the end, we all realized... Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, surprise, motherfucker. The Chip Kelly era was a complete fraud. And then he goes over to the Rams and doesn't exactly play well. But you see how golf under Fisher versus under McVay, Fisher was just a quarterback killer of a coach. Yeah. So Foles over there had absolutely no shot. I'm excited to see and I'm hopeful to see what a Nick Foles, a very seasoned Nick Foles right now, does without the bullshit Chip Kelly system, mm-hmm. does without the bullshit Jeff Fisher system, knows Doug Peterson's system, has played well replacing Alex Smith from time to time. Doug Peterson and, was there when we drafted Foles. And has an elite quarterback to give him tips on how to get through this. And has an elite quarterback and a team that you know is going to support him. We're going to keep rolling with the phone calls. Let's go with Classic Jeff, who is out there in Los Angeles with us. Classic Jeff, man, help me out. Lift me li- – li- <laughs> Lift me up, not in spirits, but in mental capability to keep this show on the wheels turning, baby. Look, guys, you guys are saying all the right things. Love what Zomp had to say. And first thing, yeah, I hope you, uh, I hope you get to sleep till eleven o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. I'm exhausted, like you. I know Gail's exhausted, Michelle's exhausted, Gonzo and Tara, they're, they're shot. I know we all took some late flights, so just, just power, power through today. Just Thank listen. You, man. There's hope, man. There's always hope. This team, every time we've had an injury, yes, the next guy has stepped up. Are we able to replace Carson Wentz with the next Carson Wentz? Absolutely not. Guys, nobody's questioning that. Nobody's saying that. But what we are saying is, look, Nick Foles came in ice cold on the road against the second-best team or third-best team in the NFC and a top-five team in the NFL and led us on three huge drives, two scoring drives, one of them with 73 yards down the field, and then on that last drive, threw a perfect pass on a rope to Nelson Aguilar where only Aguilar was getting it and the defender had no shot. Yes, Guys, the guy knows how to play in the NFL. And mm-hmm. If you look around the league right now, he's a top 25 quarterback in the NFL. He just happens to be our backup. I would agree Look with at that. all those teams out there that would love to have a guy like Nick Foles as their starter, and he's our backup right now. Uh, Jeff... Next time, the next time I have no sleep, you were coming in and doing this. <laughs> doing this show. We're gonna call Classic Jeff to come in and do and do the show because, dude, dude, you absolutely absolutely nailed it. Uh, it was a absolute pleasure seeing you guys out there in Los Angeles and partying it up with all the LA fans. Man, it was it was it was so much fun, right? 
It, 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 it was awesome. I mean, unbelievable trip. The tour was awesome. Everything was great. But again, you know, flying back last night, even just knowing that the injury happened, and look, we all got, I, I was getting text messages the minute he went down, you know, ACL report. And, and when you hear those letters, you, you kind of know that these guys are right 95, 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. So I had to write that article. I had to have people understand look, there's precedence for things like this that Zomp was awesome enough to mention. There's been a guy that's come in who's been a journeyman who stepped in for his team and won a Super Bowl. Guys, Doug Williams did that too. A lot of people don't know that name. First African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl in the, the NFL. Redskins, right? yeah. He wasn't the starter that year. He came in raw. He won the Super Bowl. So it's happened. What we need, defense to get hot. We need the running game to step up. And look, you got to keep Foles upright. If you give the guy time, He's going to pick defenses apart. And the last point I want to make about Ajayi, honestly, I really think that Doug is trying to keep him fresh for the run. So, you know, games two and games three in the playoff run, we can run that kid 25, 30 times a game, and he's not going to get worn out. I, I, I love it, Jeff. Thanks so much for calling in, buddy. It was a pleasure seeing you and everybody, and we had an awesome time. If you were on the phone lines, man, just just hang on. There's a lot of them to go through, but right now we're going to, uh, we're going to take it to D.C. Darrell. Our boy DC, Lord have mercy. mercy. How you feeling, buddy? Hey, I'm 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 a little depressed, but I'm optimistic thinking as well. Um, of course, losing Carson is a big thing. You touched on it earlier, saying you know it's not. It's like losing Aaron Rodgers. It's like losing Deshaun Watson. But Nick Foles, we've seen what he has done. Twenty-seven and two. Granted, it's been it was in a Chip Kelly offense, but Chip Kelly wasn't on the field. You know what I mean? He threw those 27 touchdowns and those two uh, interceptions. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you know, we just have to rally around. Doug has to game plan for the teams we have ahead of us. Uh, Run the ball. Defense has to step up and do their part. Um, And if we get that first round by, you know, when we get that first round by, it's our jobs as fans at the link to step up. And we need to make it hard for these teams coming in to Philadelphia to play. Make it hard for them to concentrate. I just want to read something real quick. Yes, sir. Uh, Bird Gang, take heart. Don't buy into negative emotions. Jordan Hicks, Darren Sproles, Chris Marigos, Jason Peters, and now Carson Wentz are leaders that continue to help us win by giving of, giving of themselves. We rally behind a confident number nine. Do me a huge favor. Riley and believe. Fly, Eagles, fly. And that came from Brian Dawkins. When that man yes. speaks, we listen. Absolutely. We listen. So I want everybody who's listening to 4th and John podcast right now to listen to those last two. Rally and believe. Just because Carson Wentz went, went down doesn't mean we still can't go. Believe. Believe, baby. Just I, believe. Yeah. You got to. I love it. DC Dad, it's so, it so good to sit in this chair and hear your voice and hear that positivity, brother. We we appreciate you calling in. We're going to keep it rolling with the phone calls. Trevor from Columbus, you are up next. You are on with 4th and John, man. I don't know if guys I love the Snapchat from you, Instagram videos from all LA trips. Um, let's say this. We're going to saddle Nick Foles up. He's the quarterback. No Carson Wentz is down. I have been pretty much run up drinking binge for the past 24 hours. <laughs> <Yeah, bombs>. <laughs> so, I know 27-2, that's Chip Kelly, but I want to see what we could do. Giants, we got to find a way to win these three games. I know Dallas, everyone, I, I want to win against Dallas. I, I just want to sweep them. 
Yeah, Probably I mean, I mean it would be it would be it would be optimal to win all three games, but you win one, you get a first round bye. If 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 Minnesota or the Bengals more specifically are able to help you out, mm-hmm. all right, maybe you, all you need is one the win. Bengals suck. I'm gonna be honest. The I, Bengals I to, suck. I agree they with him that on that team already. Yeah, that. but yeah, but so so do, so does the Dolphins, and they beat the New England Patriots last night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I agree with him though that the uh, beating the Dallas Cowboys would be a little bit of extra sweetener on the uh, after you know the what we've gone through this past week. At, at this point, it might be only you, you, yeah. you're sitting there resting starters at that at, yeah. at that point. Like, look, beat the Giants. That that that's a winnable game. Mm-hmm. I don't care if Matt McGloin is back there at quarterback. At this point, yeah. you can you can freaking beat the New York Giants with just about anybody at this point. Mm-hmm. And then you get the Oakland Raiders oh, on, on Christmas at home. You know, tell me that that team isn't going to be juiced up for that one. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll be juiced up. I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. We're um, all going to be there. Uh, we'll be so, there. Fun fact: we're, we're, fun We fact. will be there. <laughs> we're, 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 we're all going to be there, <laughs> full throat. And and all, all all you can do is is just believe. Again, I'll I'll go back. You know, to what I said earlier. You know, you really going to tell a guy like Fletcher Cox that this <laughs> that this season is over for him just because Carson Wentz went down? Are you going to tell a guy like Malcolm Jenkins who had this to say after Listen, the game? Let's get that out of the way, man. Carson being out of this shit, bro, that's sucks. But dig this. We set this up for whoever, whoever is in this room, this is what we ride with, man. man we set it. We all we got, we all we need. Believe that shit. feels great, man. Celebrate that shit. Know where we at. But at the end of the day, man, we got bigger goals. So we get back to work, man. You know what's in our minds, bro. Championships and that's it. Nothing short of that. No excuses. Don't blink. This right here, this kind of win on the road, that's big. This shit not going your way the whole time, and it don't matter. Got to be pretty. We just need the W. That's the mentality from here on out, man. Let's go. I'm proud of y'all boys, man. Family on three. One, two, three. That's a leader, man. You know what? You know what I hear in that? Besides a leader, I, I hear the echoing of Doug Peterson and that monotonous one game at a time preaching. Focus one game at a time. You you wanted that you got here nine and one. You want to leave ten and one. One you know you know and the next man up thing. Now all of a sudden that has just become regular rah rah coach speak. After every single game, after you steamrolling teams, after you curb stomping teams, and now is uh, infiltrated the blood yeah. of the players because yeah. now you see leaders like Malcolm Jenkins and, and and Chris Long and guys who have rings who have been there saying like, look, we've been de- we've been dealing with this shit. The entire season, mm-hmm. just because Carson Wentz down doesn't mean it, it stops for us. That shit sucks. You heard it. That shit sucks. But we got bigger goals in mind. Doug Peterson's mentality has permeated into these players, and it's like full, with Malcolm Jenkins with that thing he just said. It's so obvious that the, these guys, no matter what, they believe in each other, and it's not going to take. It, there's not going to be anything you can take away from these guys that they're not going to try. So they're going to give it all they got. But this isn't the same team without Carson Wentz, but it is still a goddamn good team. Damn yeah. straight. Well, we, we said a few weeks ago, we, we prompted the question uh, when Carson was healthy. We said, um, if you were to place this defense against our offense, who would win that matchup? And a lot of us in the room said this defense. Mm-hmm. So, like, our strong uh, defense wins championships. Like, it's possible, guys. We just—it just, just going to take a shit ton of work. But I'll and tell you we what, can't though, mess up. Our defense can't play like that the rest of the season. The way they play against the Rams. No, they—they they won't. But the—they uh, got—they got to go to the film room just like Wentzwood, man. They got to—they got to work on their. Th- they got the defensive backs have to work on their tackling. That's for sure. Yeah, it doesn't got to be good or pretty. It just has to be a W. Mm-hmm. Just has to be a W. 
Just win, baby. Just win. We're going to go next to the phones. Uh, Cheeseburger Eddie's on the line. Cheeseburger Eddie, you're on with 4th and John. How you doing, baby? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're hanging in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're hanging in. So what do you what do you think about this whole situation? I'm con- I'm actually upset that Wentz is out, but guess what? I still have confidence in Foles, and I know what he could do for our team. So there's nothing new to us. Next man up. Next next man up. Next man up is, is, is a tough scenario to be in, but it's not only next man up putting Foles in, it's every man up. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's not next yep. man up. It's yeah. every single man needs to put on their fucking big boy pants. Overperform. Overperform. A lot of guys have been doing it all yeah. season. To those guys that have been overperforming, I'm going to need more. Mm-hmm. To those guys who have been performing to the yeah. level, I'm going to need more. The Patrick Robinsons. To, to Jim Schwartz and Doug Peterson, I'm going to need more. Everybody's going to need more because the focus is not – the end result is not mm-hmm. changed. Yeah, It's yeah. going to take a village. Yeah, yeah. like once Hicks went out, yeah. Kendricks and Bradham stepped up, right? As soon as Peters went out, right. Vlatai stepped up. I mean, this can happen. I mean, we, we have a shot. It's not like our season's over, in my opinion, at least. Nope. Definitely not. I still believe in this team with my blood and sweat and tears because I love my team more than anybody else would, and I know you guys do. All right, Cheeseburger Eddie, we appreciate it. Keep leading green, brother. Keep believing. We're going to go to Joe from Nazareth. Joe, you're on with Fourth and John, bro. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Fucking sucks right now. <laughs> I, can, I can barely sleep that Sunday. Somehow I woke up fine. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. I got confidence in, in fulls right now. During Monday, when I heard about the uh, press conference and all that on the radio, mm-hmm. I just, like, I went to, like, Donate my ACL to Carson. Yeah. So freaking bad. You're not the only one, man. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think we we all would have donated. So, you, do you think this team could still make a uh, Super Bowl run with Nick Foles? I think so because, you know, like everyone's been saying, everyone has to step up and kick the other team's ass. Absolutely. We've been doing it for the past. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know how many games are we've been doing it. Thirty plus points every almost every game, except for the Seahawks game. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> all right, man. We appreciate you checking in. Dude, I'm way too tired to, ha- to handle the what's right now. <laughs> this fucking guy is sober. Put him in the bathroom. Oh man, baby, baby Batman from Oregon's on the line. What's happening, buddy? How are you? Crazy Batman fan. I knew he didn't get it right, yo. <laughs> that is, you, no, no, dude, they, 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 they put it up on the board a little wrong. I apologize. Mm-hmm. It's all good. It's all good. So listen, uh, you know, ain't nothing need to be said really that hadn't been said by all you guys. Uh, sorry, that's my boy's aunt. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, are we going to keep faith? Are we going to believe? Are we going to do all that? Of course, because we're not freaking Cowboys fans who jump off the bandwagon as soon as they lose a damn game, you know? And that's what we do. We stick with our team, and that's what we're going to do. Do I think that, you know, our boy Folds is going gonna, is gonna to pull it out? Hey, here's how I feel about it. After we get past that one game y'all keep talking about out of these last three that we got to kind of do or get some help to achieve that first round by, from there, when you win the playoffs, it's a one-game season every week. 
It's a one-game season every week. So what does it matter then? Yeah, we all want the team that's been hot and rolling up, and we want our star QB and all that. But realistically speaking, when you roll into them playoffs, it's it's a one-game season every week. So how you game plan for it, how you scheme for it, how you arrange your team, everything is different. Yeah, you're going to have your star players up there and all that kind of stuff. But realistically speaking, I mean, this is kind of one of those things where it's like, let's see what you can do in that one-game season. You know, yep. can Nick Foles do it for that one game? Because if it goes down to that once you're in the playoffs, it's just you got to get us this one game, man. Can you get us this one game? Yeah, yeah let's do this one game. Okay, you got that game. Now we got one more game. Can you do this one more game? You know, take it one game. I know it's cliche, but it's real. It's real, especially in the playoffs. It's whole different than that. And realistically, I'm going to be at ease no matter what because you know me out here in Oregon. <laughs> we got. Did you smoke your whole stash after that loss, man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after every loss once. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my purple Kush I grew this year. You know, the biggest thing I'm upset about this year, just real quick, not to get too far off football on the offshore jet and talk to the rest of these fans that need y'all to call them out. But, you know, how many of you peeps came all the way out here and the whole dang team was hanging out here on the West Coast for the whole two weeks or whatever? Mm-hmm. But nobody come by Arkham Greenway. That's at Arkham Greenway on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> check out, you know what I do here. And just so you know, I got all kinds of goodies to send to our boy CJ uh, to, you know, to, to, to rub on them, rub on that knee. We got all kinds of good CBD bombs. You're going to have to send some things to uh, New Media Studios good. to bring us up. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we're kind of struggling over here as it is, man. All right, appreciate it, buddy. We uh, Next up on the line is a gentleman whose nickname, <laughs> a gentleman whose nickname is exactly how I felt. Watching Carson Wentz with a towel over his head walk the, his way to the locker room. <laughs> Pukey's on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pukey, what's happening, buddy? Hey, when I heard that news, that news, that's the close I've come to doing my usual puking in over a month. I, I hear you, man. It made you. It made me physically ill, man, to see the ACL tear. Yeah, it made me pretty ill. Looking at that, you're off the wagon, Rob. just you're looking at good. him going to the locker room itself made me pretty sick. Yeah, so what, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? Can can Nick Foles? Can this team rally around Nick Foles and make a Super Bowl run? You know, like I said, I'm I'm very confident with Nick Foles as a starting quarterback. They'll win the next three games. Two that in the regular season that they're going to need to get home field advantage. A Frank Wright, who's the Eagles' current offensive coordinator, took over in '92 when Jim Kelly was lost for the season and took the Bills to the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. And hey, he's on the Eagles right now. And Nick, Nick Foles, from what I remember in 2014 when he struggled, the offensive line that year, especially early on, was really banked up. I think at one point they were down to four of their starters on the offensive line missing hurt. And Nick Foles really struggled in that period. And then when the line got healthy, he got hurt. Um, I'm confident in Foles. I'm really confident in Foles moving forward. But let's be real here. He's no Carson Wentz. And you know what? Wentz is a competitor. He's somebody that wants to win. He's someone that looks to put me in there long term. I'd rather have Wentz than that's why this hurts. As far as the injury, um, you know, call me crazy on these couple thoughts, but I kind of blame the rule book and Goodell because all these players are currently like nobody can hit with the upper hit the upper body. They're, you can't hit the helmet; it's a penalty. And players are hitting towards the lower body, hitting the knees a lot. Right. You're starting to see more knee injuries or more ACL injuries. No, I I, 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 I will agree with that. I, you know, hundred percent. I. I also think it's just... 20 years ago, there was not this many ACL injuries in the NFL. Now it's like it's like an every week type of thing. 
No, you, yeah, it's been pretty you, damn ridiculous you're absolutely, this year. You're absolutely 100, percent and and it's kind of a weird it's a, it's a weird time in the league, especially with everything that's gone on, you know, off the field, on the field, and then the compound, all the situations. You know, you got refs throwing too many penalties. You've got anthem protests, whether you agree with them or disagree with them. That's been a distraction. You got President Trump tweeting about <laughs> it. You know, that's a distraction. And then on the field, too, just the product in general, you've had just this injury bug that has plagued not one team, not two teams, not good teams, not bad teams, all teams. Mm-hmm. You've got so many, like, if you were to comprise a team right now of all the players on injured reserve, that would be an all-time Hall of Fame legendary dynasty type of team when you take a look at Aaron Rodgers now Carson Wentz Adele Beckham Jr. J.J. Watt you go up and down the league and you're like look at all this star power that's just out on injury this is going to be one of those historic years where it's just like fuck everybody's injured man everybody is injured last phone call we're going to take for the day is uh, Brandon from Virginia Brandon how you doing maybe you're on with 4th and Joan how about them Eagles, baby? Okay. Right. Right. 51 minutes in. Oh, right. 51 minutes yeah. in. Yeah. All right. Okay. Shoot, all right. I, I feel it. I feel it. How you doing, man? Like, I'm, I'm feeling all right. Like, this game, it was a it was a real big game for us. We needed to get this W. Trying to make it through with no injuries. But, you know, we suffered this injury with Carson. But I've been a fan of the Eagles since 2003. And, like, Foles played with us. There's a lot of upside to having Foles as our backup, and I'm just ready to take it a game at a time, secure this this buy this weekend, and and just keep it moving. Absolutely, absolutely. I I I I I love the positivity, man, and I, I appreciate. You know, the, the, the people that called in, because while I haven't been uh, available or, or actively on the timeline on Twitter or listening to Philadelphia sports media because I've kind of been busy out in, in, in L.A., uh, my imagination was running wild about what was happening back home in Philadelphia and the panic that was probably ensuing and the, and the, and the arguing that was going on on the timeline. And from the brief glimpses that, I've, that I have seen of it, you've had kind of like two camps. The doom and gloom camp, the season is all over. Uh, you know, time to give up, time to throw in the towel. Typical team. This team fucking breaks my heart every year. And listen, I understand the frustration. Voice that shit. Get it out of your system. Voice it. Mm-hmm. That's you know? immediate reaction. That's immediate reaction. That's raw heartbreak right there. Yeah. You know, after after you get dumped, you know, yeah, it, it's always the worst. With the... the, the Wound is always hurts most yeah, when it it's feels freshest. like a salt in there, man. Just, you know what I mean. And then you had the the other side of the camp where it's just like, hey, we're just, we're just moving. Nothing like we're not going to miss a beat. We are going to miss a beat. Yeah, but we're somewhere in between. We're somewhere in between, and it's been very refreshing as I stumble through the rest of this podcast through exhaustion <laughs> to kind of hear guys like Gail call in and Zomp call in and Classic Jeff call in and kind of voice the point I was trying to make in the beginning. So poorly. <laughs> <laughs> let's circle back to that. <laughs> like like I, I, I feel like I let you guys down trying yeah, to man. trying to get in here, but but they made the point for me that I was trying to make, which is: is this team still the same without Carson Wentz? No. Is it time to give up yet? No. Are we all frustrated and disappointed? Yes. But are we all going to give up? No. Do we still believe? Yes. Which is which is really where I hoped as I flew in got some sleep and then came into the studio. It's kind of where I hoped the fan base would be. It is not uh, it is not efficient or appropriate to sit there and blame the other side. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen also on the timeline, like, oh, you guys were talking Super Bowls and this happened. It's your fault. 
Nah, man. We I've, have I've no seen people effect say, on the fit player. Yeah, the field, I, I've man. seen I've seen people say. Hey, you guys wanted a, a loss. You wanted some adversity. Well, here you go. Now you fucking got your wish. Yeah. The fans have absolutely no impact on the game. All we can do as a fan base is right now just fucking get over it for this week yeah. and then decide collectively that we are moving on and we are going to try to support this team in the effort to rally behind Nick Foles and win a Super Bowl. And to, the all, and to all the Cowboys fans that grew up in this area and already have that predisposition to want to get underneath of Eagles fans' skin, if you're really basking in the fact that Carson Wentz is injured. I think you I think you've got some problems that you've got to work on on your on your own. Yeah. I I mean, I would never if the Cowboys are doing great, I'd ne- I I would I wouldn't wish injury upon Dak Prescott, you know what I mean? No. I mean, I mean, I mean take a look at me. I I think I said it on this podcast. I definitely said it on Twitter. I I was upset by the way the Giants did Eli Manning dirty. I agree. I, I completely fuck, agree. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't fucking like Eli Manning. No, but I respect I hate, him. I hate I I respect the dude. Yeah. And and for them for him to get benched after everything he did for that team after everything he was asked he got to jobbed, do, man. and he got job like listen n- nobody in the NFC East is going to throw us a fucking pity party don't pay attention to what Cowboys fans and Giants fans yeah. if they come out of the woodwork don't don't allow them to get under your skin because right now they're fucking irrelevant they are a hundred percent irrelevant yeah. all we have to worry about is us at this point. And if you want to jump off the bandwagon, if if you if you're that fucking sorry of a fan, we didn't need you here to begin with. Mm-hmm. But I'm not willing to crucify those people that are upset right now. I, I, we were talking about it before the studio, or before we came into the studio. Uh, on on my red eye home because I can't sleep on planes. I, I downloaded a couple podcasts, and I was listening to our good friends on on, on BGN Radio because they they put out a lot of content, so you can always get kind of fresh reaction. Yeah directly from them they do a great job of doing that and i'm listening to this like 37 minute podcast of, of like right after the game i think they were on facebook live and like midway through all of a sudden i'm like am i hearing what i think i'm hearing john barchard is like crying hmm. john barchard is like man tearing up mm-hmm. and that's the effect that this is having on 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 people yeah. we're gonna take this week feel a little sorry for ourselves that's okay but Come Friday, Saturday, we're all going to put on our fucking big boy pants, get ready to beat one of our biggest rivals in the New York Giants, whip their sorry asses, yeah. earn ourselves a first round bye, fucking figure it out from there, and let the cards fall as they may. Mm-hmm. We we are not. It is not an impossibility to pull off a miraculous drive to the Super Bowl right here. The season's not over till off till, until they're off the field, man. It's yeah, not, it's not over until it's double zeros. I'm not. I'm not tapping out. Neither am I. And it sound straight. like it sound like from the rest of the callers that we're in, and we're gonna get to the Twitter questions right now. It sounds like everybody, you know, was was really, you know, the same way. Eagles fans don't give up. This is fucking Philadelphia. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We'll sit there. We'll bitch. We'll moan. We'll argue with each other. But at the end of the fucking day, we don't give up. No. Period. Speaking of which, let's go to Mike and those Twitter questions. All right, for the first question uh, from our friend at Damon089, he says, what's your predicted touchdown-intercepts inter- touchdown ratio for Foles? I think he's going to float somewhere around 500. I think he's going to end up throwing pretty much an equivalent amount of touchdowns as he does interceptions. Uh, for the rest of the season in the final three games, I think somewhere in the realm of 6-6 six and six sounds appropriate. For three games left, I'm going to say we go. he's going to at least go around like 7-4, somewhere around there. Get like a couple of touchdowns because it's sorry-ass Giants. The Raiders might be a little bit more difficult. 
And then the Cowboys, you just never know where my rest are stars at that time. I'm going to go around 7-4. Our boy Justin behind the glass is holding up the whiteboard. It says nine touchdowns and four interceptions. Three games left, that would mean he have to average like three touchdowns per game. He got seven against Oakland before. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, all right. I, I think, that, Justin, I think that might be a little bit high of a number on, on, on the touchdowns. I'm, I'm feeling like six or seven touchdowns, maybe three or four picks. But honestly, if you're throwing the ball that much, maybe you don't have the best offensive game plan. You know, to go. And you are playing the Giants and the da- Dallas Cowboys and the Oakland Raiders, who are all hurt, and these are beatable teams. Yeah. But uh, if you're throwing that much, you know, perhaps the game plan isn't right because you've got workhorse running backs and Ajayi and Clement and Blunt. Fucking run that rock, baby. Mm-hmm. Protect, protect Nick Foles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Work, work to his strengths and protect him from the weaknesses. That's going to be the formula from here on out moving forward. Right. Yeah, uh, I mean, for our next question, I feel Johnny says, what was your go-to coping method after watching Wentz walk to the locker room? What I literally did was, just as I saw Wentz walk into the locker room, well, actually, I'll go this. When I first saw him in the tent, I was getting worried. I went through Twitter. I was seeing, I was seeing what the writers were saying, why Wentz was in the uh, tent. They, they had no reason. And then I went to commercial break, and then I remember right after the commercial break, right away they showed Wentz going right to the locker room. I was like, oh, my freaking God. I walked outside. I took a I took a breather. Literally took a breather for a few minutes, and then I came inside, looked through Twitter, see what was wrong, and everybody said it was an ACL. I uh, I was I was done, man. Yeah. Um, for the people that don't know, I uh, manage a restaurant, and uh, that's where I end up, unfortunately, watching a lot of the games is while I'm working. And uh, so I'm in the middle of making pizzas, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I see Wentz start to uh, hobble off the field, and I uh, threw some dough down on the ground and I uh, proceeded to walk to the back and for no reason whatsoever lose my shit on the guys in the back. <laughs> I just had to get some aggression out of me. I later did apologize. It was unnecessary but it hurt man. It really hurt and I uh, I felt like I, I needed to lash out a little bit. Yeah I mean watching Wentz walk his way to the locker room. The the, the nice thing about it was I was surrounded uh, through the Green Legion. I'll talk about the trips a little after we're done with these Twitter questions. But, uh, you know, we were surrounded by fans, especially L.A. fans, who were just so amped up to see their team in person, a good Philadelphia Eagles team, rep their squad, cheer on at every single moment. Uh, so it was uplifting to kind of be with them. But in the, the, the reality of, of being a Philadelphian, you know, a Philadelphia fan, mm-hmm. kind of seeing it was like, okay, this is, we, we just won the NFC East. Uh, we just beat a good team. Uh, we just, uh, you know, bounced back from Seattle, but shit, at what cost, man? Yeah. So it was celebratory, but at the same time, like, I even shot a video where everyone's going nuts, and I'm just like, fuck, way to, way to people realize what just happened. Let me ask you a question yeah. real quick. Just yeah. a, uh, I, I don't know why it just popped into my head, but would you rather this happen? We got, we keep wins. And take the L? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. We, lo- we lose out. <laughs> We kept, we keep Wentz, but we lose every game up until the last game of the season. We still make it to the playoffs, but yeah. what, what do we feel about Wentz? Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would agree to that. Agree to that because Wentz gives you a better shot in the playoffs. You would have had to play an extra game, like you would have still won the NFC East probably oh, yeah. by, no by, by proxy, and you would have hosted a home game during the wild card round and then went on the road divisional and the uh, NFC Championship game. But honestly, I'd rather take three L's and keep Wentz. Yeah, you know. Um, but it is what it is. We can't change it. Yep. We just got to move forward. All right, I got another question from at jbrad1355. He says, what would you do if Nick Foles brought home the Lombardi Trophy to Philly? 
Same thing I would do if Carson Wentz got it, man. I would get that shit tatted on my body. <laughs> I am not going to not celebrate because the wrong quarterback won me a Super Bowl. If we win a Super Bowl, goddammit, we won a Super Bowl, and I'm going to wear that shit proudly. I'm going to feel a lot better after uh, with all this Wentz ordeal. After if we if Nick Foles somehow wins the and brings home the Lombardi Trophy, my my whole afterthought with Wentz will be long gone. If if Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, this is the best team that's to ever, ever win played. A, that's yeah. ever played. Yeah. And I'm not saying the most talented team. I'm not saying the uh, the, the 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 most the, camaraderie. It, it is the best team because if you look at all the people that have went down and the teams rallied behind it, mm-hmm. if they somehow figure out a way to win the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback after their MVP candidate mm-hmm. throwing a historic amount of touchdowns goes down. That I, I'm sorry. Go that fuck, speaks to go, Doug Peterson. That, well, it speaks to everything. That, yeah. Go fuck yourself. That's the best team to ever play the game because yeah. that is a, a team in every sense of the word. Yeah. And going back to the tattoo thing, I was getting inked up mm-hmm. less, probably about 24 hours ago in, on Venice Beach. Nikki Foles wins the Super Bowl. I will get a fucking Nick Foles tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> on. I will get Nikki Six tattooed holding up that Super Bowl trophy. You better believe that. I was going to say for me, if anything, if. If Nick Foles brought it home, another thing you got, would have to credit is Dougie P. So if Dougie P makes this happen and brings us to the Super Bowl, I'm going to name my – you're hearing it right here. I'll name my future son Dougie P. Dougie name P? Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. Okay. I might make another baby tonight just to name Dougie P. <laughs> Alright, next question from, is from Add to Ill1215. He says, on offense, who has to step up as a vocal leader on this team and why him? That's a good question. That's a we, good question. We, we already got him. We, we don't need another vocal leader. We already got him. I feel like that whole team is a vocal leader, whether it's Malcolm Jenkins, who's whose audio we just played mm-hmm. whether it's Jalen Mills who you always see like John Clark is, is videotaping him in the tunnel revving the team up whether it's Brandon Graham whether it's Fletcher Cox whether it's whether it's uh, LeGarrette Blount or Corey Clement whether it's they're all vocal leaders um, I don't think anybody really needs to step up in a leadership role other than Nick Foles and I think Nick Foles all he needs to do is be cool calm and collected I think and they're all fine. I think they're all laser focused on, yeah. on what they're on what they're trying to accomplish and they need to know they know what they need to do plus plus you know like going back to Seattle game maybe getting smacked in the mouth wasn't necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. you know this team's and I'm not saying Carson Wentz is going down is, is a good thing either but what it will do is put a chip on the shoulder mm-hmm. of the entire rest of the team because now they're going to be like, oh, really? You don't think we can do this? And well, fuck you. We're, we'll, we'll show you we can. And another thing this team does really well is they all hold themselves accountable. Yes, sir. Um, Matt Collins, I'm not sure if you saw the pass that he ended up dropping in the end zone, mm. but he was visibly upset at the fact that it went in his hands and out. Yeah. Like that, that type of anger and passion exists in every one of our players from the first stringer all the way through deep down into the, into the roster. So... They all hold each other accountable, and they all hold each other to high standards. You remember uh, when Jay Ajayi got stopped uh, a few weeks ago? They're busting on him for how slow he is and yeah. all that. It's just, yeah. We, we've seen what this team does playing confident when they're steamrolling teams, when they're feeling themselves. Let's see, let's see how they play angry. Because right now this team is going to be angry. I want to see an angry Philadelphia Eagles team. Let's see what happens. 
I'm, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You finally got to use that new drop, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for another question from at J.K. Strachan, I believe his name. He says, do you think it's realis- realistic to consider Wentz as an MVP candidate? You know what's funny? I asked Rue from NBC Philly early this morning because first thing that came in my head was the Eagles of Wentz. And I was and I saw Rube on TL. He was going nuts on Twitter for a little bit. I was like, you know what? Well, let me ask Rube if he feels Wentz as MVP candidate. Right away, he he uh, quotes as saying that he believes that Wentz should be the MVP candidate unless Brady like surpasses his passing touchdowns. And I tend to agree with him. I mean, Wentz has the numbers. He he has a sixty percent completion percentage, three thousand two hundred ninety six yards, thirty three touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a one point or one oh one point nine quarterback rating. Uh, he has the numbers to pretty much say that he should be the MVP and brought this team to being the top in the NFC. He'll be an MVP candidate. He's not going to get it. I mean, he's simply like... Now, if you play those lines, that, that's what amazes me. This guy threw the record number of touchdown passes at Philadelphia Eagles. A few games and, short. and a few games short. There's yeah. still three games to go. How much would he have ended with? He could have passed 40. Holy shit. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, Justin put up nine touchdowns, you know, and, and then he put up, you know, you're playing the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. Add, add, nine to, add nine to Carson Wentz's total. Yeah. That's an incredible feat, man. Yeah. That's an incredible what's feat. The, what's the record? 50 in the NFL, I think? I can't remember to me. It's Peyton Manning with 50. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. All right. I uh, got another question from uh, Atman555. On the brighter side, how do you like L.A., and what was your impression of having so many Eagles fans at the game? Oh, that, that's, a, that's a great question, and I'm glad, glad you asked it. Um, I love L.A. fans because they are so juiced to, to, like, see their team. They don't get to see their team often. Uh, so when they get an opportunity, they are absolutely throffing at the mouth, and they represented incredibly well there at the, uh, at the Coliseum. Uh, I really, I heard on the way out, we were in the, kind of like that executive club of the fucking airport or whatever, and uh, one guy was there, he would, I, f- I forget who he worked for, but he told me that one of the, he, he was partying with one of the higher-ups at USC, and come to find out that they were actually, the Rams were giving tickets to USC st- uh, employees to come, and they were also giving out tickets to any um, Hollywood type. It's Hollywood, man. It's a bunch D- of actors that was, out there. So that's why you saw Danny Trejo uh, during intermission. He was revving the crowd up. You saw fucking whoever plays Shooter McGavin <laughs> and, um, you know, a couple other celebrities out there. And I just imagine, like, they, they, they contacted their agents and be like, you want tickets to the Rams game? You want tickets to the Rams game? Mm-hmm. They handed out rally towels, you know, before the game. The only reason you do that is because you were trying to white out all the midnight green. Yeah. When that, when that um, L.A. Rams team was introduced, the booze were louder than the cheers. I don't like. I, I obviously I haven't looked at the TV broadcast, but I'm assuming it was like that oh, on the TV was. broadcast. And then when the Eagles came out, there was nothing but cheers. Mm-hmm. You heard the booze, but it's, it was like it was so one-sided. There's there's nothing better than hearing an E A G L E S in another team stadium, man. Just to uh, know that you and, took over. And, and, and listen, dude, if you hear it on the TV, mm-hmm. shit, you, like in in the stadium. They're they're abs- they're absolutely rocking it. I hope you guys heard "Fly Eagles Fly." After I was hearing a lot of MVP too. MVP. I mean, it, w- it was absolutely incredible. They represented so well, and it was such a great time to like chill with them too. Mm-hmm. And they were all excited. They're they're chill people out there. They are chill people. <laughs> right, and, and and after we get done with this Twitter question, I'll touch a little on the trip. And all stuff right, like got that. another question from my good friend AJ at Early Virgo Sydney. She says, "Do you think it's a generational gap as to why some are the emo- some are more emotional than others and overwhelmed?" I think it is. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. A generation you you touched on it earlier before yeah, the show. Yeah, I was, I was talking about how um, 
I, th- I realize that a lot of people believe that this was the year, and my heart really goes out to all the older fans that thought that this was going to be their final push that yeah. they had in their life. Because you know, I've got I've got them in my family, man. I've got I've got a grandfather that is just his entire life. All he's wanted is to see an Eagles Super Bowl, and he's not sure if he's going to see one. And you know, that that must have felt like a knife going into his chest and being twisted, man, when that, he saw one go down. That same dude I was talking to in the airport about uh, you know them handing out tickets to the USC employees. Um, he said he was on a group chat, like he's got this group text message with all of his nephews and and his brothers and like. All the younger guys were still like, keep the faith, you know, it's still going to happen, don't worry, next man up, all that. And all the old heads were, all the old jaded, old yeah. Eagles fans They've were like, hey, this was, a, Gail was telling me the entire time, this is the most Philadelphia thing that probably could have happened. I couldn't agree And uh, generational guy, yeah, I'll agree with that, that the gener- you know, that the older fans will be like, oh, fucking here we go again, same old, same old. And that the younger fans who maybe grew up during the Andy Reid era when they were competing in, you know, NFC Championship games. And also go into the playoffs. Um, generation gap or no generation gap, there's nothing that we can do about what happened on Sunday other than the fact that know that we're the NFC East champs and that we're going to the playoffs and that this team is moving forward. So, Woo-hoo. Let's, let's fucking do it. I mean, you know what I mean? Jaded or not, let's fucking go. <laughs> Speaking of, let's go. What about from our question at Dan Radishak? He says, How important is it to get home field advantage now? I think it's very important. It will make all the difference in the world if we're playing at home. And yes. we have, I mean, we, we take over stadiums and all, man, but there's nothing like playing, like going back to your own locker room, like playing in front of your own fans, like mm-hmm. being able to go home at night. It's going to make all the difference in the world. It's going to be the it's going to be the deciding factor about how far they're going to be able to go. I'm I'm combining basically two Twitter questions into one because earlier we, were, we just a few minutes ago we were asked about the LA fans and, the, and yeah. that that Los Angeles takeover. You know the team performed well, the team bounced back. But if you don't think that all those Eagles fans out there were cheering along and pushing that team to victory from an emotional standpoint, you know they they were. So you saw what the team does when they have that support. I mean, Doug Peterson and, and his record at home at Lincoln Financial Field, you know, especially this year, um, it is it is so crucial. We talked earlier about the margin of error is so much smaller. Well, you know, you get home field advantage, and that's 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 going to help this team out tremendously. So, Eagles fans, you know, keep believing. We get that home field advantage. Listen, we're going to need you out there screaming your head off, supporting this team, no matter what happens, you know, moving forward. All right, I got another question from at J Armstrong. Now he says, "I love the Brahmin signing. What do you guys take on that? I personally love it because since we uh, put Wentz on IR, we have roster spot. Now we brought Brahmin back that knows our yeah. special teams. I think Bra- it's a good signing. Yeah, Bra- Brahmin's a good special teams guy, but I mean, uh, we're, like we were saying earlier, we're going to need everyone to step up. Um, is Brian Brayman going to fill Carson Wentz's shoes? <laughs> what? Uh, no, he's not. So, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a substantial difference on our team, but uh, hopefully it uh, shores up some of the things that are going on on, uh, on special teams because they popped off a few kickoff returns. Yeah, uh, you know, when Doug Peterson was, was talking during the postgame, we got that audio, right? Play that Doug yeah, Peterson yeah, yeah, post, yeah. postgame audio real quick. We said these last couple of weeks that we wanted to take care of business ourselves, right? It's all it's in our hands. It's in our hands. That's a heavyweight fight right there, man. Congratulations to all three phases. Offense making plays when we need it. Defense stepping up and making plays when they need it. Special teams. Hey, greatest team effort we've been a part of all season. Pause it right there. Pause it right there. 
Because offense, making plays when we need it. Defense, making plays when we need it. Special teams, you fucking guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I mean, the special teams have been a little leaky, especially on kickoff a and, and, and a little suspect. You know, when you look at a player like Chris Marigos, who we failed to mention on that next man up situation, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard to replace a special teams ace like that. The special teams has been a little leaky. So you hear him go, offense, defense, uh, special teams. All right, moving on. You know, they needed a boost on special teams. They, need, they needed a guy down there that will maim, kill, and destroy, as he said when he came to the Philadelphia for the first time mm-hmm. um, so you know it's a nice little signing you know hopefully it, it benefits out on that side of the ball but yeah special teams needs a boost so it needs a boost mm-hmm. we, we need we need some more we need some defensive touchdowns I know Brandon Graham got that on that kind of tricky play we haven't on the, had one in a while yeah and, and I want to and I want to like ignore the Brandon Graham one because that was on like kind of a you know they were trying to do an a Cal versus Stanford thing at the yeah. end there and it just ended up in his lap but we need to win over that turnover battle we need to force those turnovers we need to get the ball back we need some point listen you're not going to get the same offensive productive pr- productivity out of, out of this out of this team with Nick Foles on the center defense you gotta be, you gotta fucking put some points on the board mm-hmm. you know people been at me all the all the time hey Brad Johnson you know what I mean Kenyon um, Barner needs to step up maybe bring one to the house yeah Br- Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl uh Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl they had historic defenses yeah. that Ravens defense they helped teams to under like 12 points for the majority of the season even and they would put points up on the board for the Ravens they couldn't they couldn't score a touchdown worth a goddamn even even that uh, that Denver team a few years ago I mean Peyton was a shell of himself man yeah. he, he was not the the Hall of Fame-esque quarterback he was during the, yeah. that season so so that de- was another historic defense defense is gonna have to start putting sixes on the board yep and special teams are going to have to stop putting the, the opposing team in, in better field position. And honestly, we need some returns. Yeah. We need some kick returns. We need some pump returns. We need sure tackling on special teams. And we need to. Another uh, guy we failed to mention was Sproles. He was the guy, man. Yeah, dude. For punt returns. It's not the same. All right, we'll do one more question okay. from uh, uh, Lori Bear. She says, What was your immediate thought after you heard the news when he was done? My immediate thought, I, I was just questioning how the season was going to go, honestly. I didn't know. First thought, I, literally, right when I heard the news, I was like, oh, my God, our season's almost over. But then after I recouped a little bit, I was like, all right, it's not over. We have Nick Foles. He brought us back. We didn't, we didn't mention that during the show. He brought us back in the game. We were down when Wentz was down. And then he came in the game and got us six points, got us two field goals. And, I mean, it's it really sucked. It hit me hard. Uh, but... The season's not over, though. You know, in like any sort of war movie, when they're like a bomb goes off, and the way they describe it is just the ringing, and it's just like foggy. Like that's literally how I felt. Like I, I literally felt like our truck just got hit by an IED, and I'm sitting there in a fog. Like I just couldn't believe it, man. <laughs> like I'm sitting there pinching myself. Like everything was going so right, and then it's just like Gail said, man, this is the most Philadelphia thing that could happen. Yeah, I mean, when the news came down, we, we, Gail and I had already, we were actually sitting at breakfast, and we had already mentally prepared ourselves for this. Listen, this not only goes for the Eagles, this really goes uh, for any team. If it's anything other than an ACL, if it's an MCL sprain, if it's if it's just, hey, we're getting something checked out, the team will let you know because they don't want panic to ensue uh, amongst the fan base or, or any of the media members. They will give you an update being like, hey... It's just a neat thing. It's not an ACL. Don't like uh, we'll, chill out. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll get it tested. We'll take a look at it. But it's but it's not a severe knee injury. They they will let you know when they go. 
Yeah, we're gonna bring him back to Philadelphia for some uh, testing. Uh, no, that 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 you sign. you can automatically, and this doesn't go for Car- just Carson Wentz in this situation. This goes for any quarterback that goes down, and the team goes, yeah, we're gonna wait on testing before we make a final uh, determination. Yeah, that's a fucking ACL, dude. So when the news came down, we kind of already e- expected it, and. Uh, then we just wandered around Venice Beach aimlessly for a while. Like, that's seriously what we did. We just walked around like zombies. There's a lot of, like, tweakers out there on Venice Beach. Like, oh, people I, just, I, I believe it. I've been there. It's, it's yeah, just, just walking, ar- walking around mumbling to ourselves. And there we were with our bags packed. You guys we, probably fit in mumbling to yourself we, walking we were, around We did. Beach. We had our bags packed. We were walking around with all our bags because we were going straight from the tattoo shop right to the airport. Uh-huh. And we were just walking around aimlessly mumbling to ourselves, all disheveled, looking like shit, bags under our eyes. And we're like, wow, we've coming off like a three day bender. We're we're, we're football tweaking right now, bro. We're football tweaking. But in the last uh, last 12 minutes we have on the show, I just want to give a special shout out to the Green Legion, the people who organized that away game trip and also invited me and and Mama Rock uh, to join with us and asked me to DJ Santa Monica Pier. What an absolutely unbelievable unbelievable experience that was to see that mass of Eagles fans all organized in one place, um, just showing their passion. Uh, we had the opportunity through those pretty much those four nights to meet so many individuals. Um, so I just want to give a quick couple shout outs. I met a guy named Josie out there, uh, who's, who's from around this area. Uh, the, the second night at the whaler, he, he practically bought the bar like, mm. Every like and beers. Everybody got beers on Josie. Like the LA fans were so hospitable. They were so open arms. They were so glad to see us. Uh, there's a guy Cody out there who's a magician. Cody Carson, mm-hmm. uh, who, who, who magician. Jesus Christ, listen to me. Uh, musician. You know, mm-hmm. he's kind of a big deal out there. You know, he's from the Reading area. His father grew up an Eagles fan. Although he spent his his time away from Philadelphia, you know, he he was he grew he grew up talking birds. So. They were so eager to just talk Eagles with people from Philadelphia. Piccolo was there. They played the uh, 4th and John theme at the bar we were at. He convinced the DJ to play the 4th and John theme, so all our That's all awesome. our people were going nuts. That's awesome. L.A. has got to be so thankful that this game is finally over and everybody flew back. Because literally, like, downtown Santa Monica, we took that place over, doing Eagles chants. And I remember walking out of one bar, and you can tell they were local because they're like – he asked me literally point blank, what are you people doing here? <laughs> like, like, and I said, excuse me. And when are you going to get the hell out? <laughs> and I, said, I said, excuse me. And he goes like, you're all wearing the same jerseys. What are you people doing here? Like he had no, they had no idea. A lot of them had no idea a football game was happening, oh, which is so LA. It is. But the Eagles fans, like in the middle of a bar, like the bartenders were all pissed off because yeah. we were drunk <laughs> and loud and uh, obnoxious and just doing Eagles cheer at every minute. A uh, guy with like, a Rams jersey would walk by. We all start chanting asshole. Like we, like they have to be so thankful that all these people finally just packed up and got, went the fuck back to the East Coast because they had to have been absolutely sick of us. Um, Ocean Front. Why are you so mad? Yeah, <laughs> Ocean Front Tattoo, the place that I got inked up at. I mean, the Real guy. Nice, by the way. It looks really good. Thank you, thank you, man. It was, uh, it was painful. Yeah. <laughs> Every, getting getting inked is like, um, like, like women with that have kids like they have a kid is real painful right mm-hmm. and then two years later you're like that wasn't so bad i guess i'll have another and then yeah. while you're going through it you're like why am what i was doing I thinking? Well, why am i doing this to myself i i've i've got a lot of ink i'm heavily inked up and every time i get one i'm like why the fuck am i doing this this hurts like hell nick Foles coming next but the owner <laughs> yeah, nick Foles coming next maybe <laughs> but the, but the owner of it right there um he was a 
when when's projection uh, is is that on, is that on the cards is that we we don't want to do that to the end of the season was that on the on the written down on the envelopes all right we want to do that at the end of the season i don't want to peek <laughs> I, I had a good peek oh 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 for oh, oh for Wentz. okay well now that he's on injury yeah hold hold on a second so the 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 owner of the um the tattoo shop um he was an eagles fan he was from philadelphia he had 215 inked up on the back of his neck mm. and um and he was just so happy. Like, he hooked us up with all the T-shirts and stuff like that. I think he threw me a little bit of a discount just because I was a Philly guy on the tattoo. Can you look up Carson Wentz's stats real quick, season stats? I have it season? all right here. You have it all right here? <laughs> yep. Okay. Why don't you hold up that whiteboard again? Because part of our, if you remember correctly, in the beginning of the season, we were we wrote down uh, projections or predictions, tucked them in the envelope and put them in the closet. So now that Carson's Wentz season is essentially over, it is over. Uh, one of the questions was, "Give me projections for Carson Wentz uh, on the season." So, Mike, why don't you spit out Carson Wentz's stats real quick, and then we'll go through everybody. All right, for Wentz's season stats, he has sixty percent cl- completion percentage, uh, thirty-two hundred and ninety-six yards, thirty-three touchdowns, seven interceptions, seven in- picks. My prediction was twenty-eight touchdowns. Well short, 3,800 yards. Probably would have been close to on pace for that, right? Yeah, been pretty close. Okay, Mike's prediction was 31. Oh, you were closer. 31 touchdowns, 4,100 yards. I don't think they was going to reach that. 4,100 is a little too much. A little too much. Gail had 30 touchdowns. He was pretty close and 4,200 yards. (laughs) Gail was on some shit, man. (laughs) Evan had 29 touchdowns and 4,100 yards. Evan was on some shit, too. And 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 Justin... 38 touchdowns, holy shit, and uh, 4,200 yards. So I guess I guess out of all of it, I was closest to the yards, and then touchdown wise, looks like Mike took it. I think I think Justin would have been closest had he finished out the season. Yeah, if he finished out the season, then Justin definitely probably would have been. You right know what? On the now, money. now that I'm taking a second look at it, both at the whiteboard and the, the sheet that I have written down the stats. Yeah, with three games left, if he averaged, you know, two. Two touchdowns per – yeah, he would have been right. No yeah. wonder he wanted to bring this up. Yeah, no wonder. He was so eager to slap it on the glass and, 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 t- and for us to talk about it. Yeah, because he was right. Hey, listen, I don't blame you. I'd be, I'd be right too. Save the rest of those predictions out to the end of the season or at least to the end of the regular season. We'll open up the vault, the envelopes, and kind of go through it. As we're going, um, LA was amazing, guys. You were so hospitable. It was so great to see those fans out there. They were so passionate because uh, they don't get to see their Eagles often. Go ahead. What, what was the most interact interesting uh, interaction you had with a uh, with fans out there? Uh, you you know what? It, and and I I don't want to say it to be like a fucking jerk off or uh, you know toot my own horn at all, but it it, it it's uh, it's interesting to see the reach of this show mm. and what we do social media wise because just walking the main concourse people would stop and be like oh my god it's it's E-Rock, it's E-Rock. and That's they would awesome. stop you and want to take pictures with you dude i've been following you for this long i love fourth and john i listen to the podcast every week That's cool like we like we're just sitting here in a fucking room like we're just we're just broing it out yeah we're just broing it out we're we're a group of like six dudes which is fucking we're just guys what, speaking of dudes what about the dude Oh, the, day, the, uh, dude. The, the dude, dude, the dude, was amazing. or the yeah. dude from Deadliest Catch, He's one or the other, <laughs> or or or, or, or um, Bar Rescue. Yeah, I mean, if, if you haven't had the opportunity, go back and look at my Twitter feed, especially some of the videos. It's very entertaining because you see like the, the the fans that are out there that are from Philadelphia. 
they want to fucking take they, they see somebody else wearing eagles green they automatically want to take care of you mm. um the the guy at the tattoo shop um when we were at the whaler we got in it with some female giants fan we were, we were like she said something to us and like we we nicely were like talking shit back and forth she ended up hanging out with us the entire night uh-huh. but she was like i know the play the guy who owns the or the executive chef here he's from philadelphia do you want to meet him i'm like absolutely i mean he comes up and, and and he just looks so Philly. He's got the, he's got the Philly cabbie hat on. He just he just looks like a Philly dude. And he's like, yeah, man, my grandparents had a shop on on the Italian market down there in South Philly, and we we grew up going to the Jersey Shore and and, and surfing out in seaside. We started talking about striped bass fishing. I was like, dude, this guy's like, mm-hmm. man, like like a kindred spirit. So he's like, you want a cheesesteak? I'm like, you know me with the phone. I'm like, I got a better idea. Let's film you making a cheesesteak. We do the whole video. I post a video. Come to find out that this guy is not just the executive chef of the Whaler. This guy is the host of Bar Rescue. He's like a celebrity Holy chef. I don't I don't watch Bar Rescue, so I had no idea. I love Bar Rescue. I do. He rocks the chip. He was the fucking guy. That's amazing. <laughs> he was the guy. And he was the most humble. You would think like somebody out in LA that, you know, a quasi you know, celebrity kind, yeah. of, kind of a big fucking deal in the yeah, chef. It's a big community. show. It's a big show. You know, I felt bad for not recognizing the guy, but he couldn't have been more humble. He was so happy to see us there, and we, we hit it off so well. He's like, dude, every morning I surf in front of in front of my restaurant. He surfs? Yeah, yeah, I surf in front of my restaurant. He invited me for surf lessons at 7.30 in the morning. Like, here's a fucking celebrity. You take Fuck yeah. The video, again, go to, at the Mighty Era, go to my, go to my Twitter feed, especially the videos, and just check out the videos. I tried to post everything I could from the L.A. trip. There's a fucking celebrity there. Who who didn't act like his shit didn't stink? He was just a Philly guy trying to take care of other Philly folks. He took time out of his busy schedule to try to get. Now I sucked at it. It's been ten years since I've been on a surfboard, so I don't want to sit here and claim the. Yo man, we You're ripping it up. We ripping it. Yeah. No, no man, I was like fucking on, on the bunny hill slopes, like <laughs> you know what I mean. But he he was so nice about it. It was so humble. Anybody out there that was from Philadelphia was definitely taking care of the crowd and the people that were there and the people that were from there that were Eagles fans were just so. Um, anxious and enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. And again, like the stretch of what we do here in the studio and what I do on social media and the YouTube stuff, um, it was it was humbling to see. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we see people at the tailgates, hey, I like your stuff. To see people like on the opposite side of the country. 3,000 miles away. Josie and Cody and, 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 and all those fans that, that, that came up and like just wanted to shake your hand and take a picture and just talk Eagles, man. Yeah. It's got to be so frustrating to be out there and not being able to like to see your birds live and not being able to talk eagles. Dude, all they want to do is talk birds, yeah. and that's all we want to do. Dude, when I, whenever I go on vacation, if I ever see anybody in any sort of eagles gear, we're having a conversation, man. It's like one of those things that it's like responsibility. It is like you know, if you fly in and like you're sitting around waiting in the airport and you see a guy across the room with an eagles hat on, you're like, that's the fucking dude I'm talking to until this uh, plane's taking off, man. Like you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> with the guy in the airport, exactly. They, I was you, talking, yeah. When you see someone from Philadelphia. That's outside of Philadelphia. There's just this comfortability with them, and you just you just want to talk to them. He gets the nod. Yeah, because they, the they all understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They and, all they under, all understand what we go through. And 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 one and one of these things that this show is founded upon is is bringing people together, and especially people that fly into Philadelphia to catch a home game, um, to kind of show them a good time. So to try to give them the authentic Philadelphia tailgate experience, the fan experience, and really try to bring people together. I mean. That's what we. That's our goal here. That's our mission statement here, mm-hmm. um, at Fourth and John, and my own personal mission statement. But to then go away 
and then be treated the same way we would be treat people that were flying it. Like like for the West Coast to show us the same love that we show people here on the East Coast when they come in. If I could take one thing away, it would be that. It would be like, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, like people really took care of us out there. People were really they did it right. genuinely Philadelphia nice out there. And that was so awesome. Speaking of being, speaking of being Philadelphia nice, uh, guys, I, I appreciate you, you holding on with us, especially, especially <laughs> you're me the MVP, bro. Doing the intro, I can't tell you how uh, tired I am. So I appreciate you just holding on through the intro. I had some things I wanted to say. I completely blank. I feel like I let you guys down a little bit. The motherfucking uh, yeah. yeah. Yo, dude, I was that guy on the intro, bro. All right, so we might be down, AKA but we're, but we're not out. So let's bring it up. Let's give that Eagles cheer. Say, here on the West Coast, baby. Fuck the Giants! E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Uh-oh. Eagles football. Down. We're talking Down. Eagles football. Uh-oh. Down. 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 The fuck wrong with you? Ain't nobody got time for that. You get nothing. The motherfucker. Uh oh. Damn. Damn. More than anything that I've ever fucked. The motherfucker. You're talking to my guy all wrong. It's wrong tone. Damn. Oh fucking. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.